All right, what's up? We're here with my good buddy, Noah freaking Kagan. He has a huge YouTube channel, owner of appsumo.com, sumo.com, SendFox, and, and like so many more things I can't explain. But today we have him here for one reason, and that is because you've been doing all these YouTube videos about how famous YouTubers get famous and do a lot of their content. So what we want from you is that we want to find out all the secrets that you've learned from them. So can you just kind of rapid fire explain to us what each of these guys have been doing to get really big? Han, so all the work that we spent over half a million dollars figuring out, I'm going to give away for free. That's right. Yeah. Okay, and, let's and do it. fast, so I don't have to do all okay, this. Okay. Uh, so number the number one thing that they all have is a consistent upload schedule. So that's the non-sexy thing. But if you look at, we studied every single one of these guys. In the past three years, they've uploaded between two to four videos every single week. They have not missed a week. Two to four? Damn. Every week. Wow. Like really, really consistent. I think what's interesting is looking at some of the newer guys. So like Graham Stefan, we've studied. Mr. Beast, we've studied. Uh, Ali Abdal, we've studied. Uh, I think one of the things that's really interesting is series selections. So the second thing is once you've had your consistency, what a lot of them have figured out is like, what is the topic I can do over and over and over and over again? And so if you study like Graham Stefan, for instance, he's done 17 videos on the stock market. Damn. And you're like, oh, I've already done a video about that. Figure out another video about it and another video about it and another video about that. Same with Mr. Beast. How many videos can you do where you give away a car or you give away a house? He has done hundreds of them. Uh, every single week. And so I think series selection is where a lot of people make mistakes. They do all these different types of videos. Just find the one or two tons. So for my channel, for instance, there's three types of videos that every time we put it out, it goes really popular. Number one, million dollar weekend. So in 48 hours or in a weekend, how do you start a business? So any topic around that does really well. Number two, business ideas. So we did a business ideas last year, did really well. Guess what we just did this week? Business, business ideas. It already hit 100,000 views, which is a, is a banger for us. Uh, and then the third topic is these YouTubers who do got, get really big. Uh, and so try a lot of different topics out and then figure out what's the kind of series you can double down on. Um, next two thing I would say is as you start doing videos and build a habit of it, just look at your CTR and just look at your AVD or your average view duration. So we have what a lot of people, I'd say the number one mistake I've seen from most YouTubers is their topic selection. It takes the same amount of time to make a video. Think about your topic and then how does that tie to the CTR and the AVD as a way of measuring the, like, the success of your choice. So what do I mean by that? If you choose a topic that's like how to hire, if you're doing a business one, how to do hiring or how to do copywriting versus like um, for copywriting, what's another topic? Like, here's my five favorite books. What is a copywriter? What is a copywriter? Here's my five favorite books. Making either of those videos, what's five favorite books or what's a copywriter? Same amount of time to make, but one is going to have a, a million view option in terms of people to watch it. And one is going to have a 500 view option. Mm -hmm. And so I think then once you figure out the topics that have million view audiences available for you, then you want to look at the CTR. So how much time are you actually, I think this is probably one of the one instances in marketing and business. You should spend more time than in anything else, making sure that your title and thumbnail are epic. Uh, and so what does that mean? Go on the trending on YouTube, go to the most popular YouTubers, look at their thumbnails and see how you can model that. And then once you see it starting to work by seeing your CTR, you should be using a line graph and trending it over time. Uh, the target number we're aiming for is 5%. So if you can get your CTR of your titles, uh, basically it's your topic, title, and thumbnail, at 5%, you're doing really, really well. Uh, and then average view duration, if you can hit between 40 to 60% on your videos, uh, you're doing exceptionally well. And so we tried to each week, like, what is the one experiment we're going to do with our CTR to get it up this week? Like, are we going to try a different color? Or are we going to try a different, like, style? So we test that. And the average view duration, same thing. How are you getting people to watch more videos every single week? Wow. So just a couple of those things, that's all they do. They just like select the video really well, focus on the YouTube thumbnail stuff. What else What else do these guys do? So like, give me a topic that, and I'll start a YouTube channel on it right now. Okay, so let's be selfish. I got a copywriting channel. What do I do? You pick a bigger topic. Bigger topic than copyright. So marketing in general or I, something like that? I think Ali Abdal has done one of the best I've ever seen of niching down, niching up.
So if you look at his channel, and then we can do a parallel to yours. So Ali, when he started, how he actually got started, he was, it was him playing guitar, very similar to you. He's like the, the Indian smarter version of you. Uh, <laughs> and he's a doctor. He's really smart. Oh. And, and uh, you know, so what he did, his first video was him playing guitar. Then he was like, hey, here's how I took the B mat, which I don't even know what it is, but it's the British version of their G mat. And then, so he did a very niche videos about, here's the BMAT video, here's a BMAT video. And then once he actually got some traction on it, he's like, well, here's how to apply for medical school. And then he broadened that scope. And then he did a lot of videos on broadening that uh, medical school. Then from there, he said, well, here's how to study. Hmm. And then from there, he's like, here's how I'm productive with my air, my like uh, iPad. Then it's like, here's how, here's Notion. Then it's like, how much I make as a doctor. And so he kept broadening, same with Tim Ferriss approach. Here's a book on making money. Here's a book on chef. Here's a book on body. It broadened the audience. So I would say with copywriting, like, how many more people are going to hear about you when you make another video about like, here's like a copywriting thing? Mm -hmm. Not many more. So let's bring some real fast. What are like five topics that are relevant to that audience, but maybe expands the pie of that it has a million person available to actually watch that? I think email. Okay, email. So already email is a pretty big thing that's not associated necessarily directly with copywriting. Okay, email. Give me a few more. Sales pages, landing pages, building web pages, websites, okay. uh, Google local listings, SEO. Okay. What are your top three videos that you've done all the time that have been most popular? Uh, for the most part, they're actually all like, what is copywriting, copywriting books, uh, how to become a copywriter, all that kind of stuff, those broad keywords. So it's kind of how to start in these broader keywords. So what is copywriting? So what is a parallel topic? Is it email marketing? What, what would be the what is X that you've already done that you know works that you could replicate in a bigger what topic? What is a cold email? How to write a cold email? Haven't you done those? No. I haven't. Maybe that's a good point. Maybe you're giving me some ideas so right here. I think the main thing that I, I think what we've figured out with our channel and what I've observed from a lot of these most successful channels is they find an angle that works and they repeat it over and over. And that's why our videos that are, how did this person make a lot of money on YouTube have started working? And we're like, all right, now we're doing three a week of these types of videos. So for you, your most popular videos are what is copywriting? I mean, if you want to pull it up, but it's like, what is copywriting? What is this? What is, what are another topic you can do? That's a big topic that has the same kind of template. And so you want to think about how do I have a template so I can kind of keep churning this machine of making that kind of content that you know will reach a broader audience. That's actually a really good thing because right now we just kind of do videos that are like kind of random. There's like no real rhyme or reason to them. I think people should, I mean, in our team, I want the majority of our time to be spent debating just like, the, here's a good analogy uh, or a parallel. Think about like a TV show. Remember Seinfeldia, the book? Mm -hmm. What did they do every year at the end of the season? A little recap or? Well, they fired all the writers. Ah, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so think of YouTube. If you are trying to succeed in the YouTube game, why don't you copy what a professional does? Copy Seinfeld, copy Jimmy Kimmel, copy David Letterman. They have a staff of writers pitching hundreds of ideas, thousands of ideas, and then they pick one for the episode. And so you're like, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, auto, auto responders today. It's like, all right, you just picked one idea, like pitch, have debates, figure out what topic is actually like, wow, this is an amazing topic and then go with that. So for yourself, uh, I do think just like the broader scope would be better. Look at what's already popular on it and then make more videos related to that. So is this a common thing that you're seeing with all these really big creators that there's actually like a team of people sitting down thinking of what video to make? So it's really fascinating you, you say that. Thank you, Neville. Two ways that I think, I think some of them don't, I had, I talked to Ali Abdal yesterday. I don't think he treats this as professionally as he could. So he, so what I mean by that is when we put out a video, each video we're putting out, I'm expecting it to be our best. And when he's putting out, he was like, well, I want my videos to like, so when you put out a video, YouTube says, this is, this is ranking fifth or it's ranking how it compared. So I literally each time I'm trying to one up my other videos. I want the channel to keep progressing. And he's like, well, if it, if it gets around five, I think that's pretty good. And then if you look at his video selection, he has an array of different videos he's putting out. Like he puts out a book review. No one watches book reviews. 
They're just not. Like, we've tried a lot of them, and no one watches his book reviews, but he still does it because he's like, oh, I think it's kind of cool, which is fine. But if you were trying to go from a 1 million channel, which he is at, to a, I think he could be at a 10 million channel, like, you need to do the 10 million type videos, which is not going to be a book review. Um, and you compare that to Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is really fascinating. He had a bunch of random ass videos. He puts out one video a week, and every one of his videos is always, it's very formulaic, and it follows a pattern. I'm going to do something crazy and give away a lot of money. And it's just like an insane thing. And he does that. He's not like, well, let me try one that like I don't know. He's not doing those. And in terms of hiring and a team, your specific question, uh, we were looking at his job listings. He actually puts them out. Uh -huh. His job listings are extremely professional. It's like we are looking for data-driven analytical people who can study our numbers to make better videos for us. But the audience is like, I bet he's just choosing his buddies that are like, uh, yeah, that was funny. No, he that's, is choosing. That's what it looks like. It appears like that. So that's, you think like, oh, he's just giving away a car because that's funny. Exactly. So Mr. Beast, we we believe, has around 100 people, full-time and contractors working for him. God damn. Yeah. And so the, the job postings are like content manager, content editor, researcher, those types of functions. The same thing that we're building out around our team for my channel, for wow. the, the channel that we help run. So. I'd say, yeah, they have a lot of people pitching a lot of ideas. And then if you, I think there's two types of YouTube approaches. There is the uh, basically home run approach. So Mr. Beast does one a week and that better be a damn good video if you're putting in one a week or the approach that I think that I prefer is just like take a lot of swings. So take like between two to four swings a week with videos. We do three of a week. Hopefully one does really, really well. What about what about people that are just kind of starting? So there's like, okay, yeah, Mr. Beast has a hundred people and he's 23 and he's almost a billionaire. And I get it, it's just hard to relate to. Yeah. What about someone just starting out? Do they like think about topic selection or most, or they just start putting out like, because I mean, for you and, and for me, I believe we just started putting random crap out on YouTube. I think that's first. I think that's Ali had a good point, which I agree with. He's like, don't get distracted with the stats and don't discourage yourself. So the, the most important thing is just to build the habit and find it, how to create, how to make it fun for yourself to do it. So like Mr. Beast was doing it when no one watched. Ali Abdul was doing it when no one watched. Like I was putting out COVID videos and I didn't really care if anyone watched. Like in the videos that I'm doing now, even if no one watches, I will still put it out. And I think a good metric of it is, do you watch yourself? Mm. I know you watch yourself all the time. Yeah. All uh, and I, like, <laughs> I, I look at the videos that our team puts together with Jeremy and Mitchell and, and all our team and the, the editors. I'm like, this is fun. And so create a habit of fun. And it, from there, you can start evolving and professionalizing it. Uh, but I think you have to build a core of like, this is something I want to do for at least 10 years. And if you can't create a system that does that, Go find another career. Wow. So those are the main things that people do. It's kind of like the, th the thumbnails, the video selection. And now that you're saying it, it's kind of funny because for our content, I do selection like that. I'm thinking like, what is going to be the broadest term to go for? And then we'll do a smaller one based off that smaller one, smaller one. But for YouTube, I don't do that at all. There's been different approaches. So a lot of people are like, oh, you try to win the search stuff. We have never won on search. A lot of people are like, pick, you know, try to get suggested videos or browse video wins. I just try to pick big topics that I already kind of, I kind of know are going to be already popular. So if you look on YouTube, there's videos that are like, here's a giveaway. Giveaways are really, really popular right now. Like you can see on the trending tab. Mm -hmm. So probably try to do a giveaway. Or you can see that like anything related to like, here's a mansion or here's a yacht, really expensive things does really well. So that's why all of our videos are around. Here's people making a lot of money. What do you think of uh, like kind of like Ali Abdal saying, I, I actually resonate with his approach a lot where it's just kind of like, well, I do some stuff that's, it sounds like fun for him, like the book reviews and everything. Yeah. It sounds like he's reading a book and then putting out the notes for everyone else because he also wants to remember it himself. So he's doing that. What do you think of like doing videos that you enjoy versus that the audience or the data says that you should do? What do you think? I mean, I'll tell you my answer. I don't think you should do the book reports. I think if you're trying to win, you have to do what it takes to win. Yeah. I mean, knowing you, I, I know that if you're, you'll be like, well, Neville, are you asking me 
are you trying to grow? Then if the answer is you're trying to grow, pay attention to the stats, right? Yeah, it's not just the stats part. I think that's a question, that's all of business. Everything in business is, here's what I'd really like to do all day, which is maybe play games or jerk off or make videos. And here's what the world will pay for. So you can do this, but don't expect people to pay for it or don't expect to be very successful. You can get it. paid for all of those things. No, no, and you totally can. <laughs> but I think the point is, is that you have to find what people, like if I wanna make videos that no one wants to watch, mm -hmm. then I shouldn't expect to do really well or grow the channel. In my opinion, I think you need to figure out the like the inner circle, which is like, here's the videos I like doing and here's the videos people wanna watch. Uh, if you're trying to grow a very large business and professionalize it, I don't think you should be doing book reports. Like there's a lot of, like for instance, all I, if, if we wanted to grow the channel super large, all I would do is million dollar weekend videos. Here's how to start a business in a weekend. And I would start these businesses over and over. I hate doing them. I do not like doing them. It's just not fun. I don't want to show how to make money doing that stuff. It's just not fulfilling for me. But it's like, let me find another video series that I can do over and over. And what I found from like the money making series is that I'm learning. Like when we did a Gary V one, which is, mm -hmm. he's got like 18 businesses, something fucking crazy. Yeah. I made the video. It was fun for me. And I learned. And guess what? It's also done really well with the audience. That's pretty awesome. Um, so just to close this out, I remember, so I re just read the Is This Anything book by Seinfeld, which is mainly just bits, 400 pages of his bits. But he had an early thing. His, his manager, George Shapiro, said something really interesting. He said, remember, it's not called show fun. It's called show business. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that good? That's a really good one. I mean, I, I, the way that I like to think, in the way that we're approaching it on our channel and what I've seen, I think there's a difference between Mr. Beast and Ollie. Mr. Beast is like, I'm trying to get to 100 million people. And Ollie's like, yeah, I I'm, can't believe I'm at a million. And both are fine. There's not like a wrong way to live. But I think Mr. Beast is like, I am trying to take over. Uh, and so with our channel, the way that we're approaching it, and what I recommend for others is try a lot of things out. And if you find anything that works, make that your 80%. So four videos a week, three are bangers. We know they're going to do well. And then we do one experimental kind of like, we don't know if it's going to work each week. And then hopefully one of these like a month or every other month will work and then we can put it in the rotation. You know what's kind of funny? This advice was actually like relatively shockingly simple. Like it wasn't as like complex as I thought. Is it, I mean, it just sounds like one of those things where it is that simple. It's just, you have to do it over and over and over and over for 10 years, right? I did a class with Ali yesterday. I was I was just talking about what we're doing with his audience. Like he had, it was like 30, 40 people. And the summary of MKBHD, Gary V, Mr. Beast, Ali Abdal is do something for a very long period of time every single week. At the end of the day, and each week, just try to get a little bit better. So like the law of 100 you've heard me talk about, which is like, especially with YouTube, it's, it's critical with YouTube. Just get to 100 videos. That's it. Just get to 100 videos. And each video, just try to make it a little bit better. And then and pick some topic that's fun and easy for you to have an advantage in. I see a lot of people doing like, I'm going to talk about all these random ass things. Like all these guys now are like, here's my stock picking. Here's how I live in a van. Like here's my dating. It's like, well, what are you great at? I'm great at sales. Just pick that. So we put out, I think, 72 videos last year, full time. I mean, we spent half a million dollars. Really? That's it? It seemed like you put out so many. We put out a lot. We put out a lot. But 72 Holy videos. Crap. How many videos do you think got over 100,000 views? Maybe like five or 10. Yeah, I think it's four. Boy. So think about that. It's like basically 5% of, of the work that our team did got to some level of like relatively large success in ours, which we're very proud of. But it's also like that's part of this YouTube game. So you have to be willing to do a lot of work that may not be working and enjoy it so that you can get 5% of the time like some home runs. Cool. Well, I hope this is uh, episode number 100. And then from here beyond, congrats on your 100,000. By this time, you're probably way higher than that. So congrats yeah, and thanks amazing. for sharing with the audience. And if anyone has any questions, Noah will be answering every single one, no matter how complex. I would, really. but I would answer in the comments. He'll, I, he'll I, actually, the comments. I think that's another, can I add real quickly? Absolutely. One of the biggest 
fulfill i think any work could be fulfilling like working at whole foods as a bagger or being an uber driver any of it could be filling if you look at it as a fulfilling thing like oh i get to talk with the cool people or oh, i get to see what people eat so one of the most fulfilling things is the comments i reply to almost every single comment on the channel so no matter how many there are if it's just like uh a spam one even if they're spamming it like hey here like check out my boots i'm like i will no, I'm just joking. Oh, you know what? You know what? You can ask a question in the comments, or I saw the best LinkedIn cold outreach. I, the first one I've responded to in almost over a year. You know what it was? Woof. Someone wrote woof, and I wrote back rough. So if you want to, you can ask Noah a question in, in the comments. comments. I'll reply to every single or one. Or say woof to him. And I'll woof you back. Yeah, there you go. Noah Kagan, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it.